0: Welcome to this week's edition of Debriefing the Law. I am Joel Oster. I am Chris Marone. And I am living in H E double hockey stick. It is hot out here. Uh, oh, don't you talk to me about hot. I know. I was afraid of that. And so yeah, I looked at our temperatures for the next week, and we're actually going to peak at 100, 101 or so out here in Kansas. We are burning up. The yard is going to be scolded. I don't even know what the scalded, whatever the word there is. We are miserable, but I'm thinking this is how you normally live life out there in Arizona when it's a how hot is it there in in Arizona?
1: Currently, it is 706 a.m. and it is 80 degrees. The projected high today is 112. 112.
0: I will not complain. Do you have a lawn? Uh, Not anymore. It's just (laughs) dead grass at this point. If I lived in Arizona, I think I would have a rock lawn. I would not be trying to grow grass. I'd be growing rocks. There's no way. I'm worried enough about my lawn. I've already hit that age though in life, Chris, where I I actually edge all of my yard because I want the lines straight. I am getting old quickly, I guess. I remember there's a day when I said, I don't even care. I just want to get to the next week, and now I am making sure all my lines are straight. Hey, enough of that nonsense talk. I want to go ahead and give a shout out to a couple of businesses I like right out of the gate. The first one here is Kyle Mead of Lawyers Title of Kansas. The reason why I wanna give a shout out to him is I am in the middle of a 1031 exchange. I sold my rental property here in Kansas. I am trying to buy a rental property in Florida. We found a great beach house. I cannot believe the steal that we got down there. And uh, Kyle Mead is helping us do this exchange. And so it's a way you can basically sell rental property in one location, buy rental property in another location, and not have to pay any capital gains taxes. You're just converting it over from, from like property to other like property. And Kyle's doing a great job. Whenever I have a question, I give him a call. He answers my questions immediately. Uh, he um, talks a little bit about the NBA. Uh, he actually had a, um, he, quest, yeah, he questioned my amount um, Rush more, but hey, you know, he's doing a great job with, uh, with the, the intermediary work of doing this 1031 exchange. Another shout out I want to give to a business I really like is Comedian of Law. Now, I like that because it's my own business, but we offer CLEs that educate and entertain. We are the original in that regard. And so don't don't go to any of the copiers or imitators. Come to Comedian of Law for your CLE needs. Our goal here, Chris, is to keep people awake. That is goal number one. We find that when you are asleep, the learning quotient goes down. When you stay awake, it goes up even if slightly, it still is on the upward yeah, the upward uh, progression there. And so that is a positive thing. So yeah, we, we have a lot of fun. We kind of do the same thing that we talk about here on the podcast. By the way, Chris, I actually got a request this last week to have you do some of these CLEs with me. Are, are you game for any of this? Uh, of course I am, absolutely. It- I don't know if it was a compliment to you, or if it was an insult to me, because here was how it was presented: They said, "Hey, Jill, I like your um, your your CLE class today. Uh, I re- I really liked that one segment where you had McKenzie on, and you guys were doing your podcast thing during the the class." And I took that as being at first I thought, "Oh, that's that's a good idea." Then I realized what this person was actually saying. They were tired of listening to me. They wanted me to shut up and want someone else's opinion or perspective during the class. So, hey, whatever it is, I would love, you, love to have you on some future classes or any other lawyers out there. If you want to be on a CLE, give me a call. I would love to do this podcast format with you during this CLE. Hey, maybe I'll get Kyle on. He can talk about how to do 1031 exchanges. Who knows? Yeah, that'd be dope. All right. How was life for you out there in Arizona? I know you just got back from a vacation. That means you're oh, working, burning double. the midnight oil. Yep. We were just, uh, so,
1: I mean, we escaped the heat as much as humanly possible. That is the point of living in Arizona is to live here for nine months out of the year and try to escape for three. So yesterday um, I spent the day up in beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona. Nice. Um, We put on a day-long CLE. It was really enjoyable. The fun thing about doing CLE in Arizona is that you do it at a bar. everybody's at the bar there's probably 50 people 50 60 people it's a little more intimate than these 300 person classes we're all sitting at the bar bar food's coming in the bar is flowing all the tvs that you would normally watch sports on has all of our presentations on it and it's just a good conversation but it makes for a really long day when it's a two and a half hour drive there an eight hour cle and a two and a half hour drive back
0: and what's the point of being in Flagstaff if you're inside a bar where the air condition is running? I am assuming the air conditionings are running down there in, in Scottsdale or Phoenix, wherever you are. Uh, but you're in Flagstaff, you're enjoying the cool weather outside, cool weather inside. All right. Well, I am in I am in training, Chris, because I have two things coming up. I have a wedding and a family reunion. And so both of those really scream out, get in shape. And so, you know, I'm trying to cut the carbs, trying to cut down my desserts to maybe just one or two per day. I don't know if I can even do that. Ooh, that's a uh, tall, order. Call, tall tall order. We call it the Buttermore Open. Not the Buttermore Reunion. Yeah, that is my family's name, Buttermore. Uh the Buttermore Open where we do one athletic event after another because when I was when I grew up in the Buttermore household, um there were no, there were no guys. It was just me and my two brothers Our, every other cousin was female. Well, now all those females have gotten married. Uh, and yeah, I believe all of them have gotten married, uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, so now we have a bunch of guys there and we do athletic events. We're going to do basketball. We are going to do pickleball. We're going to do tennis. We're going to do golf. It is like the, uh, Buttermore Olympics. That's what this is. And so, Hey, I'll be able to report back to you in a couple of weeks to see how we fared, but. I will know one thing. I will not engage in any burping or or pull-up contest. Chris, let me put you on the spot here. <laughs> How many pull-ups can you do? Zero. Not even one. Not even a little bit. You know what, dude? I like you. I like you a lot. Own it. I, I am not sure. I have done a pull-up yet in my life a legitimate pull-up i've done weight assisted where you go to the gym and you you have a counterbalance on the weight system so you can do a pull-up as if you were a 50 pound guy i've done those but an actual real pull-up so i have two cousins uh cousin-in-laws and they are like incredible when it comes to their athletic feats and so one of them goes up there whose name was steve and he did about i'm guessing about 25 pull-ups i was impressed I, i was like that that is that is really cool then my other cousin who also is, his name is steve i have a lot of steve cousins uh he goes up now you gotta understand something about this this steve uh steve otto you see he was in the military now he is a fine athletic specimen but he played a trombone on the front line so but that's why hey nonetheless he is in shape and so he flew by i think he ended up doing 45 pull-ups and he just God, he didn't even get tired, he said, I'm done now, I'm gonna stop doing these pull-ups. And so that is what <laughs> I have to face here in the Buttermore Olympics. All right, I say all of that because the Supreme Court this last week, we are in Supreme Court's sweeps a season and they issued five cases. Now, of these five cases, Chris, I looked at CNN, I, re- I reviewed the headlines, I went to Fox News, I went to MSNBC, I like to go all over, right, left, middle, whatever. Yep. Check them all. Do you know how many s- stories in the headline news I found about the, these Supreme courts, five decisions, none, zero, none. zero. It was it was, they yawner. were nothing. They were known they starters, were nothing burgers. And so I don't know if the Supreme court is saying, you know what? We know we're just, we know we had the good stuff. We we, we have all these decisions you're waiting on. Maybe the results of our leaker investigation, you're going to have to hold on for us. We are going to first give you some civil procedures, some Chevron cases. So Chris, we have decided today to push those five cases off until the end. And hopefully we'll run out of time talking about more meaningful cases like the pickleball felony. We'll get to that one, but we're going to cover those cases first. And then if we have time, We will tell you quickly what the Supreme Court was up to this last week. (laughs) I want to start off, though, with talking about an issue that I am passionate about. Near and dear. I hope I can contain my passion when I talk about it. I am talking about the golf league, the PGA Tour. And and so there has been a new golf league that has come up to compete with the PGA Tour. Have you heard about this? The LIV, the Live Golf Tour? Yes.
1: Uh, What was it? Phil Mickelson was suspended or no, he wasn't banned. He was suspended from PGA because he was going to go play in an LIV tournament.
0: Uh, Phil Mickelson and all of the other golfers were suspended from the PGA Tour. More on that in just a bit. Uh, But first of all, the LIV, it's LIV Live. Do you have any idea what that stands for? I'm just talking about a marketing perspective. You have a title of a golf league, live. My son and I were wondering about that. What does that mean? Um, lost in Vegas? <laughs> I like that. That very well might be. Somehow it, it means 54. It's the Roman numerals for 54. It's the 54 oh. golf league. And here's why I think it's called 54. Because there are only 54 holes of golf in this league and so you you normally you would have 72 four days of golf this league says you know what that's too much golf we only want to play 54 holes of golf there are no cuts here in this league it's supposed to be family friendly they have a much fewer events not the rigorous uh, schedule that the pga holds and i gotta tell you chris the pga is up in arms about yes they are Oh, yes, they, they, yes, they, they think are. this is the worst thing ever. They are they are losing their their mind over this PGA or they're, they're over this LIV golf league. And yeah. they by losing their mind, they have gotten themselves into a little bit of legal trouble. But first of all, let me just ask you this you have a golf league, the PGA tour. You have a competitor league now coming up, the Live Tour. Right. I get you don't like competition. You want all the money for yourselves. But come on, shouldn't just get over yourself and be a better product than your competitors? I don't understand this, this insane desire, this insane reaction of we hate any competition, so we're going to throw a pity party. Any thoughts on the PGA's reaction to not liking this competition? I think
1: their reaction is in line with all other professional sporting leagues' reaction to competition. They like competition in their league, but they don't like competition with their league. Remember how bad the NFL dogged on the XFL when it came out, and how right. much it was absolute crap, and the XFL stupid, and it's da-da-da-da-da, and anybody who goes and plays for the XFL is a lesser player. They don't like... They they like the competition within the sport as do we all. We like competition. We're competitive people, but they want to be the one and only because they realize that's where the money is to be made. If they are no, the I, one and only, we all have to go to the PGA. We all have to go to the MLB. We all have to go to the NFL. And, and so, I get that in a
0: certain extent, right? You don't want competition because that means you got to do your job better because now the 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 peoples of the public's attention might go elsewhere they might take their dollars and spend it with some uh, yeah with their competitor but come on america our economy our entire capitalism system was based on competition so the government recognizes this right the government realizes the competition is good for the marketplace and so they have this anti this uh, sherman antitrust law and the sherman antitrust act that prohibits these agreements that restrains trade because it's a fundamental principle of our law that you can't restrain trade or you can't restrain uh competition, competition. When you restrain yeah. trade and competition. That's bad for the little guy. For everybody. The, Supre- the Supreme court last year in the uh, Alston case slapped down the NCAA nine zero. That was a smackdown of Epic proportions. Said, so look, NCAA when you had this agreement to not pay the players that's bad it is so bad all nine of us we agree on it and so we all of us are in agreement that you cannot have agreements here to restrain trade the way that they were doing there in the alton case the actual the issue before the supreme court in that case was a restraint on academic related benefits but still they they don't like restraints on trade it is a it is a uh what what is the word for it and uh, and then, and then even it is contra contract to <laughs> what our capitalistic yeah. system is all about. Right. And, and so here the PG has an option, either one, you get better with what you do, but you, right. you which they can not right, right. But you can't have this agreement that they make these, uh, these, these decisions that, that restrains trade. Now let's go back to our history books. you mentioned a little bit of, uh, the NFL and the XFL. I want to go back further than that. Let's go back to the NFL and the AFL. Do you remember that? Yes. yes, Way, 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 way back. I I was not alive. We were not alive. Back in the 1960s, you had a competing football league come up called the American Football League. Now, I'm sure the NFL at that time did not like that competition. But do you know what they did? They made their product better. They did, they, they manned up, they made their product better. And at the end of the day, they merged with the AFL It'd be, now It now is the NFC and AFC, the two conferences in the NFL. So you just grow, you get better. And then if you find some ways to improve by merging, you can do that as well. Let me give you another shot here. You have the NFL and the USFL. Now, did the NFL sue the USFL to shut them down? No, do they have agreements that, hey, look, if you play for the USFL, you can't play for us? Not that I'm aware of. They wanted these players to play for both of them. Like Steve Young went and played for the USFL. Herschel Walker did. No, you just made your pro your your product better. All right, let me give you another one. NBA, ABA. Do you I remember was just- that? I was just thinking that I was just literally
1: that was going to be the next the next thing to go to because the ABA got swallowed up by the NBA. I mean, two or three teams got kicked out, but there was, you know, there was a, a merging of the two organizations to make it a super NBA.
0: Right. That's my point. You don't just cry and run to the quarters. That we're going to suspend all of our players. Wah, wah, wah. This is so bad. No, improve your product. You can't have agreements restraining trade. Well, here's what the PGA is doing. I think they're coming fairly close to an antitrust violation. First of all, they suspended all of the players that were involved. That's problematic. And if you read the press release from the PGA Tour Commissioner, AJ Monahan, it sounded very petty. I mean, he was talking about very. All these players care about is money, money, money. Well, that's all they want. thing. good riddance to you guys, uh, dude. You're the PGA. Who? What do you care about? Money, money, money. I mean, when Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson does anything else outside of the PGA, they have to get the PGA's blessing, permission, and then pay them the uh, royalties, the, um, uh, right? For for engaging in, like the match, they had to pay the uh, PGA over a million dollars just to engage in that match. Do you did you know the PGA actually owns the golfer's golf swing, so that if you, if their golf swing is depicted outside of a PGA Tour event, they have to pay rights to the PGA just to re- evidence their golf swing. Is PGA the villain? Are they the villain? Are, are
1: they the drama?
0: Yes, I, 100%. I, I agree. I agree. hundred. Yes, I agree. Uh the and these PGA players are just whining. Bruce Kapko is saying, oh, the LIV is, these these talks cast a black cloud over the, the, the US Open here this week. Roy McIlroy is saying, oh, these golfers are taking the easy way out. You know what? Just shut up and get a better product. But I do think legally the PGA is getting themselves into trouble here because I think what they're doing here is they are making agreements in restraint of trade. Here's another thought I want to throw by you. Did you watch the LIV last week? The answer is no. You no. didn't. It was not no. televised. I, I looked for it. I could not find it. Why is the LIV event not being televised? Are, is the PGA reaching out to a lot of these other sports groups and say you better not show this? L, our, our competitors. I mean, the PGA Channel, the, the golf. I mean, sorry, the Golf Channel, which shows every single golf event known to mankind. You know it, they will not cover the LIV tournament the tour why you know the pga is going to them saying you cannot show uh, or broadcast this tour and and so i don't know i don't chris am i crazy here am i going crazy but i also got to think like the pga
1: has been such the dominant force in golf and the controlling force in golf that you don't want to rock that boat and if they're coming off like a mafia boss saying that you better do this or else some people don't want to you don't want to What's the phrase? You don't want to poop where you eat? Like exactly. They if they're making money hand over fist. If I'm the golf network and the PGA is 85% of my revenue, I'm not gonna mess with that. I'm gonna Here's let ha- I'm gonna let things calm and then I'm gonna wait into the waters if needed. But if I don't have to, not doing it.
0: Here's where it gets sticky though. If the golf channel is saying we don't want to cover the LIV tournament because we are afraid of the pga we want to honor our agreement with the pga that's fine there's no problem with that if though the pga communicated to them hey you better not that's where they get themselves in trouble yeah that's that's where the pga is gonna say that is a restraint of trade that is an agreement you guys are basically communicating there that is a no-no and so they gotta be very careful how they they wade through this uh and i I just think you're gonna see it on tv here soon uh all right well We can talk about this more later. That definitely has me angered because no one is even talking about how competing tours and competing sports leagues have been going on forever. I mean, since the 1960s, at least, and sports became the big thing in our national, you know, in our entertainment pastime, there have been competing leagues and it's been okay. This guy has not fallen. You just provided a better product. That's all you got to do. Don't go whine in a corner. All right, there was another legal matter that came to my attention this last week, and you brought it to my attention. Let's talk about this one the pickleball felony. Right. The crate pickleball disaster of 2022. This is, I see why the Supreme Court did not deal with this, but they're going to deal with this soon here. This is a big issue. This is what happened. Now, Chris, I don't know if this story is going to be an example of the law being used correctly. Or these guys, come on, find something better to do with your time. This is crazy. You are issuing felonies to people for doing... This is what this case was about. All right, A Denver man is facing a felony charge after making a pickleball court without permission so it's the 71 year old denver man he was facing a felony charge after a city official said that he made a pickleball court by so he was at a, a denver's park it was a denver's central park recreation center and there's a pickleball court there and the lines had gotten a little whatever uh worn worn out. down worn down exactly. Yep, you couldn't really see where the lines are chris that's a big deal do you play pickleball I don't, but I am well aware of the rules of pickleball because we live in Arizona. Stop right there! You need to play pickleball this week. I don't care if it's 120. Yeah. You get out there and play pickleball. Do you? Do you like sports? Come on!
1: Exactly. Come on! Come on. It's pickleball, man. I got uh, I, no,
0: nope, nope, no. I am in my 40s. I am not of age yet to play pickleball. Dude, you are so wrong. I am telling you. I, let me just tell you a quick story. I hated pickleball. I did not want pickleball to come because I'm a tennis player, and yes, I saw are. pickleball as a challenge to public tennis courts because they were changing all these public tennis courts into pickleball courts. In fact, where my team practiced, they they demolished those, replaced them with pickleball courts. I did not want to play pickleball, and then I played pickleball, and I realized so what you're saying is
1: pickleball to tennis is L I V to PGA. Exactly.
0: It was, a, it was a threat. I did not like I it. I, was, I got this. I got this. Gr- gritting my teeth. I was not happy at all. And then I was in a in South Carolina for an event, and there at the hotel I was staying at, they were having actually uh I, I was bored. So I went to find something to do, and at the hotel they had advertised a pickleball tournament. So I said, okay, I'll I'll go I never played pickleball before before. I'll go I'll go try. It was a blast. I had so much fun. It is a good sport. It is recreational, but it's athletic. You can play. If you're an athlete, you can play. If you're not an athlete, you can play. It is a great sport. It's exercise. I highly recommend, even though you're not quite 60 or 70. Okay. You do live in Arizona. And so you need to play pickleball. All right. Okay. Back to our story here. Back to the story. So there was this, this pickleball court out there and the lines were worn out, which is a problem because you need these lines to determine if the ball is in or out. And so this guy just took a Sharpie out and drew those lines. Now let's stop right there because that's all this guy did. That's that's all he did. He took a Sharpie out on a pickleball court and drew the lines back in place so they could play pickleball. Is that something? That the full force of our law should care about. In Denver, uh, allegedly,
1: yes. It is ridiculous. Don't, they not legalize weed it's in rude. Denver. They sure did. They, they did. sure did.
0: So why are they caring? <laughs> let me go. Let me just they're, read you this quote. Let me read that. for you this quote. I saw that coming. Exactly. I have no idea what's going on here. So let me read for you this quote that came from the prosecutor. This is what the prosecutor said. It is our duty and responsibility to the citizens of Denver (laughs) to protect... Full stop. (laughs) Just full stop. It is...
1: Full stop. When you start out your statement with, it is our duty, and you're referring to a 71-year-old man who drew 10 squares on hardwood floor in a public area, we're done. We're absolutely... I've been to Denver. No. I've seen the graffiti in Denver. I've seen seen all sorts of stuff in Denver. No. The, the the ten squares or the fifteen squares that the
0: guy it is it is your duty to shut up. That's your duty yes. right now. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Just to start off on that quote, your eyes are rolling. Really, You're running for four? re-election. That Why not start it. off with four score and seven years ago? Right. Right. Four
1: score and <laughs> seven years ago, our forefathers <laughs> brought forth to this nation
0: tennis, not pickleball. Uh, but I, exactly. I love it. All right. To protect city assets and public property, defacing or damaging public property is unacceptable. A criminal offense and will not be tolerated in any of our public buildings or spaces. Law enforcement is aware of the damage and the incident is being investigated. Pickleball play was temporarily suspended to assess the damage and related repairs. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I I'm, I'm I'm speechless now. I am speechless, Chris. You are going to do a press release for a pickleball felony.
1: Yes. Yes, you not it. not only you're going to do a press release for the pickleball felony, you're going to completely ignore the fact that the graffiti prevention and removal board, which is what this is being charged under, right? Defacing is right. graffiti. Um doesn't charge anybody, but yet requires and asks the people who were found guilty of the graffiti to remove it, and then they give you the information, they give you the supplies, they give you everything and assistance in removing said graffiti. Defend- the Denver Partners Against Graffiti have paired up with the city of Denver, the Mile High City, to help people remove graffiti and beautify the Denver
0: area wow come on guys this is is amazing so three days three days later an arrest warrant for a felony criminal mischief was issued for this guy who by the way i read i don't know this guy but i read several articles on this story he was a beloved figure he was one of these guys that organized pickleball leagues got people out there to play pickleball you want people like that in your communities trying to engage various people in exercise and social activity this guy should be like hailed as a as a model, role model for the community and you're gonna throw him in jail i just i am without words here uh one person who is a big advocate i believe it's actually his attorney said the court should be safe for real criminal matters not for matters like this well said hey city of denver drop these charges right now because what you should do instead of bringing these charges why not go out there and resurface the lines for these pickleball courts? Why, why not use your resources to actually improve those lines? I don't know. This is so, so reading
1: in on the story, Denver provides these yellow Wilson-like weighted markers that are like the best way I could say it is like they look like flags that line the courts. They provide those to people rather than than painting on the hardwood floors. But I also know from personal experience that you can remove Sharpie marker with a magic eraser and a little bit of vinegar. So right. not, that I've drew, not that I have done that on my own hardwood floors or the hardwood floors at my church's gym. I'm not confessing to anything, but I know that you can remove it with vinegar and a magic eraser. So for, all right. for a $5 purchase, you could remove all of this. And then my second question is, who reported this guy? Right. What? Who? Who went out of their way to identify that this this seventy one year old grandpa, who was it the was it the minimum wage kid working behind the front desk who doesn't like pickleball? Was it some other person that was angry that he was using the pickleball court and beat that person? Like who does this?
0: Come on. Who, you guys have better things to do with your time than going out there trying to find pickleball violators to throw felonies against them. Instead, why not just take your time, go to your local dicks, buy a pickleball paddle, which by the way is very expensive and go play the game. And you'll see how much fun it is. Chris, I want you to do that. I want you to report back to us. Now, maybe not this week. I don't want you to melt, but soon I want you out there playing pickleball and report back. I am telling you as a person who did not want pickleball to succeed it is a lot of fun it really is um you go out there and first of all here's the deal about pickleball you can go out there as a single person right you're a single dude you go out to a pickleball court you will enjoy a full evening of social interaction of, of competitive play if you just go out there by yourself that's how this sport is organized they'll have these pickleball centers where they will have you know 30 40 different people there they'll have a mechanism there for people to, to go in on the courts and play and rotate in and out it is a lot of fun at least in kansas that's how it is set up and it is i i have to admit it's a lot of fun i played pickleball now i got my boys playing pickleball i have not quite gotten my wife yet but maybe someday in the in the future but hey, report back to us on out go out there and fly here's the other thing chris i'm gonna tell you right now you're you're gonna go out and do this and you are going to have someone on the other side, it is going to be some old grandma. She is going to be about 75 years of age. And you are going to say to yourself, I'm taking it easy on her. I am not going to hurt old grandma. And you know what's, you know what's going to happen? False. She's going to kill me. You know, she's going to kill you. I'm telling you, they have, re- and here's the other thing. Now, I don't know if this is racist. I, I shouldn't even say that, but here's the deal. If they have a, on the other side, a foreign accent like they're from scandinavia because i'm speaking from personal experience i played these people and they i could hardly understand what they were saying they're from some scandinavian country it was an old couple i'm guessing like 75 ish husband and wife boyfriend girlfriend i don't know they kicked my butt they knew how to play the game i don't know if they teach it over there in europe or whatnot but if they if you sense that they are from a foreign country be aware because they're going to kick your butt and when it comes to pickleball they know what they're doing all right it is now time i i i've 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 drugged my feet and i i but unfortunately we have a little bit of time let's cover some supreme court news real quickly here the bet, the biggest news to come from the supreme court this last week was that they messed up i I always like that's nice right when the supreme court says you know what guys we messed up and we should not have taken this case what i'm talking about here is arizona v city and county of san francisco it was a big deal case the issue in this case involved trump and biden so right there i say trump and i say biden they're conflicting and it involves immigration the public is going to care well trump had this a uh, public charge administrative rule dealing with um, how long people who are in the United States, uh, on visas, can they stay here if they are somehow accessing public funds and public money by, by you know, Medicare or Medicaid, things like that? Are they a public charge to the system? Trump changed that rule. Biden did not like it, changed it back. Well, Biden did not follow the proper procedures. And so several states' attorneys general, I have no idea why it's called attorneys general, but nonetheless, if it's plural, it's attorneys general, filed a lawsuit against Biden the, 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 based upon this change of administrative rule and policy. The Supreme Court said, yeah, we messed up. We should not have taken this case, so dismiss improvidently granted whatever that phrase is and so the supreme court messed up and we have no idea what the rule should be in that case (laughs) which is
1: they're just going to let the lower court's decision stand right was that biden could do it and everybody's just going to be unhappy or happy depending on what side you fall on the supreme court pretty much just says i don't want to touch that i got other things to do like guns and abortion (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, so this, it, it providently grants And Usually what they mean when they say that is this. They like the issue involved in the case, but they could not find a way to get to that issue without really upsetting some other areas of law. Like here it would be, hey, you state's attorneys general, you're complaining about this. We don't really want to broaden our standing rules to allow you to complain about this. We, this you really haven't suffered a concrete injury in fact, And so we're not even going to get to the merits of this case. We're just going to say, whoops, we messed up. And we're going to dismiss this case. And so that's what the court did here. All right. Another case the court dealt with, American Hospital Association v. Becerra, dealt with the Chevron deference. Now, here's why the Chevron deference is a matter before this court. This deals with, now I'm going to do a little bit of history review, civics review for you. You have how many branches of government? Three? Three. Right. You have your judiciary. Uh, where are the other two? Your you legislative and your executive and your executive. All right, executive. All right so you got those three. Well, there is a fourth branch of government. You don't find it in the Constitution. Alexander Hamilton. You can't go to the Hamilton Broadway play and hear them singing about the fourth branch, which is the administrative branch, which is it's kind of this this other big monolith of government agencies' decision, and that's really where the experts will tell you almost everything government related happens right it's in the administrative agencies it's in osha it's in these other groups like that well these these agencies yeah exactly they um it is said that they they interpret law they they almost create law because they are the ones actually trying to read between the lines and doing things so when they read between the lines they are creating law they are enforcing law they're executing they're like all three branches of government rolled up into one Well, what happens if OSHA, or if the IRS, interprets the law in such a way that you're thinking, well, hold on a second here, that's not what Congress intended. You've you've gone too far. What do you do then? Well, it's called the Chevron deference. So under the Chevron deference, the courts are supposed to defer to the agency's interpretations of its own rules. Well, hold on a second. A lot of people don't like that because the agencies have too much power as it is they they can create law they can interpret law they execute law that's all three branches of government rolled up into one and now you're saying the courts have to give deference to their decisions a lot of people say no we don't want to do that so there is this movement out there to get rid of the chevron deference so when the agencies make some decision that you're saying hold on second agency i don't think that's what congress meant when it created the statute You can then go to courts and then the courts will review that afresh. That is what the issue is all about. And here, that's what this case represented. Will the court overturn this Chevron deference? Now, the actual facts in this case just dealt with a reimbursement to hospitals, when they buy prescription drugs. So not a big deal. Right. Uh, Well, kind of a big
1: deal because if the insurance companies can determine how much they're going to give you in reimbursement, that may limit the access to life-saving drugs that you're
0: trying to get to. It it could. So what happened, and you're right, a lot of these had real-life consequences. What happened in this case was there was um, these hospitals could get these prescription drugs from or from these drug companies at a reduced cost. There's a federal law out there that allows them, if you're in an economically disadvantaged area or whatever reason, you can go get these drugs and pay less for these drugs. All right, so there's that part of the law. There's another part of the law that says, hey, hospitals, when you buy drugs, you get reimbursed from the federal government at this rate. Let's say 10 bucks, just to throw a number out, $10. If you buy drug X, we'll reimburse you $10. Well, hold on a second. What if because of this law that allows you to buy the drugs that have reduced price, you only spent $8 for it? All right. Do you get reimbursed 10 or do you get reimbursed eight? Well, the... the The um, FHA said, look, no, we were going to say if you paid less, you only get reimbursed at the less amount. The hospital said, "Uh uh-uh, that's not how the law actually reads. The law reads, we get reimbursed at the full $10 amount. And so the Supreme Court, here's what they did. Everyone was watching the Supreme Court saying, is the Supreme Court going to overturn the Chevron deference? The Supreme Court did not even mention Chevron. Gave Chevron the silent treatment. I I, well, I want to address
1: one thing. I love how you said everybody was waiting to see what the Supreme Court does. <laughs> I'd like to point out that nobody, nobody but Joel and Chris were sitting around going, I wonder if the Chevron defense is good. I wonder if Gorsuch is finally going to get his his incredible dream of doing away with the Chevron. I, no, you and I. No one else was caring about this. All um, right. So, you got so me on that one. There is there is that. The, the next thing is I think, you know, The Supreme Court sidestepped Chevron because they didn't want to deal with it, and then they kicked it out, and it's not going to be a big thing. I don't think hospitals are, like, hoarding all this money that they're going to, you know, the hundreds of million dollars they're getting back from reimbursements for finding cheaper products. I mean, I, I think we have bigger fish to fry in this world than whether or not reimbursements work out. But to some people, that really does matter.
0: If you're a hospital administrator, maybe that's who it, who it managed to. I don't know. But the court basically held that the hospitals, you get the full $10 because co- Congress passed a law and said, you get reimbursed at this amount. And the only way to change that is if you hold some hearings and talk about your costs and things like that, that hearing was never held. Therefore, you get your $10. Never once cited to Chevron. So maybe Chevron, Chevron is going to go away. By getting the silent treatment. I know in marriage, it's never a good thing to get the silent treatment. <laughs> so it cannot be a good thing here as well. That's how marriages so go, go away. Marriages go He's, away because of the silent treatment. There you go. If if we were married to the Chevron, maybe we we're not married anymore. All right, Chris, enough talk about the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has dodged the bigger issues. We will wait next week to see if they talk about the leaker, if they talk about guns, or if they talk about right to life, those kind of issues are going to be held off for a few more weeks. I think, gonna, a- I think they're going to
1: I think they're going to dump all of the big cases in one day. I think it's going to be we used to call it taking out the trash. You would dump all of your most controversial and heavy stories into one day, one time because there's only so much air in the atmosphere that they you can't All like if you would release the gun case and then the abortion case, and you would give life to them for multiple weeks. But if you release them all at once, it's got to be pick your poison, pick your outrage.
0: Interesting. What if they release it on July 4th? Hey, we are America, we are the government, we are the Supreme Court. And July 4th, rah, 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 here are our decisions. And let's just see how people will be shooting on fireworks. The Jimi
1: Hendrix version of "Star Spangled Banner" playing in the background on the electric guitar. John Roberts up there in a full red, white, and blue American flag robe, holding the opinions in his clenched fist. Oh yeah, I could see that.
0: We need to become the marketing arm for the Supreme Court. We, really we can do. help the Supreme Court get more attention, get more likes, and help their opinions go viral. We can do it. Just give us a call. We got we got an idea. We got to rehabilitate their image. Come on. All right. It is now time for. Courtroom quarterback. Dun
1: dun dun! No no no! Wait, no, nope, that's the wrong one.
0: Actually, Chris, what was the new name you had for this section? Oh, sure, like half court quarter or half court half what court counsel. I'm about to go back and re-listen to our last podcast when you came up with the idea on the spur of the moment. Sometimes I like to surprise you because you come up with really good stuff when you don't have time to think about it. Uh, and so maybe there's something there. I don't know. All right. Maybe. We do this section at the end because this section is just for you and me. We like to talk sports. I do know some people listen to our podcast just to get the legal news. They have now tuned us out. And and so let's talk. What do you want to talk about in the world of sports? Obviously the NBA championship is going on. Are you watching the NBA championship? I, Of course I am. As a true blue, gold-blooded Warriors fan,
1: I can honestly say that this has been one of the better NBA finals I have seen in a lot of years. I've enjoyed thoroughly watching all the games. Um, of course, I keep pulling for my Golden State. Um, yes. But, you know, it's been fun to watch the Celtics and how good they, except for, you know, last game, but it's been really fun to watch how good good the celtics how great the basketball has been how the skill level how how the back and forth has been going the stress of the games i've really enjoyed the nba finals this year
0: all right now this um now let's talk about the enjoying the nba finals because i have too, maybe for slightly different reasons than you maybe the same i the only nba teams i really care about are the ones that have jayhawks on them i'm a huge KU okay. Jayhawk of basketball course fan. of course and so That's i given. love the 76ers joel Embiid, a uh, great player followed his career and of course golden state that has andrew wiggins on it and so i'm a big wiggins. Andrew wiggins fan who do you think being a golden state fan is most responsible who's going to win the mvp now here's the deal this podcast is going to come out on friday you and i are talking on wednesday here's or on thursday what's going to happen tonight is game six so by the time this gets released the people listening will know what happened in that game and so we don't know what's going to happen in that game but nonetheless we're still going to talk about it i know it's dangerous who do you think is going to be most responsible or the best player for golden state is it well who is the best player for golden state this year during during the this championship series during the championship run
1: you know Steph is always in contention um they they you know they I mean he's doing a, he had the 47 point game but right. he came out and he did a nothing burger this last game Wiggins has definitely put up time um Jordan Poole would be near the top of my list I think Jordan would be a great a great pick um Maybe even Kevin Looney, Kevin might Kevin might be a good a good a good pick. I mean, for Golden State, I would say my top three would be and in no particular order, right? I would say uh, Looney Poole and Curry would be the All top right. three with maybe Wiggins uh, nearing the podium, right? Wiggins might near the podium. I don't think that Draymond Green or Clay Thompson have really stepped up. As much as I would have liked to have seen, they're great players. I'm not. I don't want to think that they're not MVPs because they are. Clay Thompson has a a, uh, a redemption arc that's amazing, and his hate for Gatorade warms my soul. But I I think that Steph, Looney, and Pool are really the breakout players of this. Um, All right, Chris. Of this I'm going to have MVP to tell you
0: you have no idea what you're talking about. I I, I yeah. hate to say that here on the podcast, but right. No, actually, actually you, you obviously know your Golden State Warriors team, but I am I, a big believer, and I've watched pretty much every single moment of this, this final series. Uh-huh. I am going to tell you who is the most valuable player for Golden State. Now, he will not get the MVP trophy. He should get the MVP trophy, and you just dissed him. I'm talking about Clay Thompson. Here's I didn't what I'm diss about. him. I just... You did diss him. Oh, okay. You swept, you said, look, he's not, he is he's not measuring up. No, he doesn't have to score a bunch of points. This is why Clay is so valuable. And without him, they would not win. And this is why. Watch it. You watch it tonight. Fourth quarter. The game is going to be close, like it has been in a lot of these other games. Clay at the beginning of the fourth quarter is going to take a couple of shots. He when he makes those shots. Golden State wins. It gives his other team confidence. It gives Curry confidence. It removes the the lid on the basket during the final period. Clay is, he is the guy. They call him Game 6 Clay for a reason. He feels the moment. He knows in the moment the pressure is on. This is the time to rise and shine. He might miss 10 shots in quarters one, two, and three. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, somewhere around the eight-minute mark, when the game is, is in its pivotal moment, the ball will be in his hands and he will take a three point shot. If he makes that, Golden State will win. If he misses it, Golden State will lose. He is the heart and soul of this team as far as them winning. That's my take on it. And that so we'll see if I'm the, right. That is quite the prophecy. That I mean, I
1: now I'm gonna be specifically watching for eight <laughs> minutes left in the fourth quarter to see if Klay Thompson shoots it. I and this theory will be tested and it will be vetted out next podcast, that is for sure.
0: You will, you will text me back, and you will say, Joel, wow, I am now going to have you do all my bets. You are an amazing uh, predictor of future events. But, yeah, if he misses that, if Clay goes cold, they will lose because he is the heart and soul. It will pivot on his early fourth-quarter performance. That's my prediction. Curry, is not clutch he has never been clutch he i mean i, I like curry trust me i, I think he's I, I love him i love it when he missed that three they pass on the three-point shot against ku in 2008 and oh, KU then went on to the final four to win the national title that was great luck for us uh but nonetheless i i love um uh, curry he is not clutch he, he he will not he's not the golden state warrior who rises in the fourth period and leads them to victory he'll shoot lights out early on and once Clay gets the ball rolling, he'll add on to it. Wiggins, I like Wiggins, and so Wiggins is though he is a he is an anomaly, right? Wiggins is this really incredible athlete, number one pick in the draft. When he was in high school, they thought he was going to be the next LeBron James. He does not like the limelight. He likes being the third or fourth wheel. He just does. The pressure is not on him, and so I don't think he likes the pressure as much. But nonetheless he can drive. And so if they are guarding clay and they are guarding Curry, that means the middle is open because they're all the focus is out there on the perimeter. Well, if that's the case, then um, yeah, Wiggins can drive to the basket. And and if anyone goes to, to double him, he's going to find that open guy and he's going to hit clay or Curry for a wide open three game set match. And so I see, I see golden state winning this tonight.
1: Good. That's all that matters. That's all we need to agree on. Golden state wins tonight.
0: There you go. All right. Well, hey, you know what? It is time now to move on. Uh, I got got a couple briefs here to file. You got to go out there and find some way to survive that heat in Arizona. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week. All right. We'll see you, Joel.